Hey ladies, welcome to the Lifestyle MD Podcast. Are you a woman physician or healthcare provider who is struggling to prioritize your health and fitness? Are you afraid that putting your needs first makes you selfish and it gets in the way of your roles as a doctor, a wife, or a mom? Are you tired of starting and stopping fitness programs only to find yourself falling back into old self-tabotaging habits? If you answered yes to any of these questions, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Angela, a duly board-certified internal medicine pediatrics physician, wife, mom, stepmom, and your fit lifestyle coach. This podcast will move you from running on empty and wishing you were in better health to pouring from a full cup and living your best fit life indefinitely. All right, let's get into it. Hey, ladies, welcome back to the Lifestyle MD podcast. I am your host, Dr. Angela, and this is episode number two. In this episode, I tell you how to get off of the diet roller coaster and stop overcomplicating food. To help you do that, I'm going to walk you through my three cues, which are quality, query, and quantity. I recommend that everyone focus on these three cues before making their diet any more complicated. In fact, I encourage you not to even use terms like diet and just focus on a dietary pattern or just nutrition or the things that you eat. The term diet inherently has the connotation that this is going to be temporary. And what I'm really hoping to help you develop is a lifestyle, something that is long-term and really has no end. So why don't we go ahead and get into it? All right, the first cue is quality. And quality refers to the quality of the food that you're eating. In very simple terms, I recommend that my patients and clients eat food as close as the way God originally created it. So if it came from the ground, if it was an animal that ate from the ground, whatever it may be, that food should be in its most natural form. Now we can talk about a predominantly plant-based diet, whether or not you should be eating meat and all those kind of things. And that's, you know, that's, those are all There's lots of merits to having those conversations, but first and foremost, most people are really just struggling with just basic, simple quality. So regardless of whether or not you um, eat mostly plants or you are a meat eater or what have you, I want you to make sure that you're focusing on the quality. So that means no processed foods making sure that foods are as close to their original form as possible, avoiding things with added sugar, trans fat, and added salt. And inherently those things come with processed foods. Now, It's hard in a busy work life, especially if you're a working mom, wife, doctor, uh, just any sort of busy professional, really anyone in modern day to have access and be able to come up with quick, easy meals. And so inherently some amounts of what you're going to eat may have some level of processing. So if you're going to have things that have some level of processing, processing, so things that are packaged or frozen, just again, fewer ingredients. If you do not recognize the ingredients on the label, if it's not something that you could have made in your own house, in your own kitchen with your own ingredients, it's probably not the best choice. And I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, we can have more detailed conversations about what that really means, but just do the best that you can to improve or ensure good quality of your food. So everyone's going to start from somewhere when it, with any of these cues and when it comes with quality, it just depends on where you're, where you're beginning. So when I really started thinking about quality before I really had a label for it, I was a medical student. I was probably in my third year and I was paying more attention to the packaged foods that I was eating, uh, dining out, trying to do a better job of making my own food and and taking my lunches with me to, to school and, and just trying to make sure I knew what I was putting in my body. 
if for no other reason, because I wanted to improve my cholesterol. So I was just trying to be more intentional because prior to that, I wasn't paying any attention. So for some people, that first step might just be paying attention to what is in the things that you're eating. And that might just even involve reading labels. If you have food with labels, just even understanding what that content of the food is. It's surprising to me how many people, even healthcare providers, just don't really pay attention to labels. Either, I'm sure a lot of people understand them, but don't even just look, don't even look at them. Um, so just if you're not looking at labels, quality for you might start with looking at the labels. Um, if you are someone who like makes most of your own food, it might come down to the ingredients that you're using when you make your food. So the types of oils that you're using, whether or not you're adding sugar or salt. And, you know, this can get increasingly complicated the further you go along. But at the you have to start the very, 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 very beginning is start where you are. What is the most fundamental basic thing you can do to improve the quality of the food that you're eating. Today, quality or how I think about quality in my food is much different than how I thought about quality in my food 10 years ago. You know, now I'm an attending, I've got a different budget, I've got a household, my, my lifestyle is different. So I'm thinking about quality in different terms. And that is okay. It's going to evolve. The reality is you are not going to have, first of all, all of the answers, and you're not going to necessarily understand entirely what quality means. And that may be part of the problem is that you're overwhelmed by the notion of like, I don't know if it's good or whatever. Start with something really simple. Is it packaged? Is it processed? You know, is it as close to as natural as possible? And just begin there. And if that's, if that's all you can do, then that's a great place to start. That's where I start. The next cue is query. And this one actually gets a little philosophical. Here, I'm actually asking you, you to think about what is my purpose in eating? Or even thought more simply than that, why am I eating? So at a very basic level, People might ask themselves, am I eating because I'm hungry? Am I eating because I'm bored? Am I eating because I'm sad or I'm stressed? Um, what? And then in a higher level, what is the purpose of eating? Is to supply your body with fuel and energy? Are you thinking about it in terms of how you can heal and repair? Are you using it in, to maintain um, some, you know, some fitness level or, you know, body size? Are you trying to build more muscle or increase your strength? Are you trying to improve your, your endurance? What is the purpose in your eating? Fortunately, for the majority of us, eating is second nature, and it's something that we just do out of habit. And that's part of the problems for some individuals and why some folks struggle is that you're eating out of habit instead of with purpose. Now, again, I'm not trying to encourage you to make it overly complicated and write some four-point plan about why you're eating and when you're eating and whatnot. I'm just asking you to be a little bit more thoughtful about it. If you notice that you're eating primarily out of boredom or sadness or stress, well, clearly that's one of the triggers. And the food is not the problem. It's the sadness, the boredom, and the stress that needs to be addressed. The food isn't the issue. So another way to think about it is if you have a bigger purpose and you understand Um, and you tie a value to your eating that isn't linked to your worth. So in other words, you're not focused on the, you know, a weight loss goal or a negative feeling about your relationship with food. And you're focused on, hey, look, I really want to feel good. I I need to eat because it's good for my body. Or or maybe that you have, you know, some really positive physical goal you want to achieve. Nothing with a negative connotation. If you can focus on those things, that's going to help drive you to making better choices, just more intuitively better choices about what you eat. The purpose behind your eating may also vary with time, believe it or not. So I 
was I did a bodybuilding show in 2015. And then again, I did two in 2020. And around that time, a big part of my time and energy was centered around eating. And I was eating with the purpose of trying to maintain lean body mass. And so all of my focus and attention around what I was eating was really with that purpose in mind. So anytime I ate anything, it was kind of with this preconceived, um, you know, question in my mind, okay, is this serving my goal? Like I need, you know, I need to have this much protein or this many carbs or whatever. Now that's a very specific, a very detailed, very comp- more complicated way to think about eating. But that, that was my purpose at the time. You do not need to do that. Um, cause right now I'm, I'm not training for a bodybuilding show. Now, if you want to train for a bodybuilding show, uh, triathlon, you, you want to do some ultra competitive sort of competition type training, you know, where nutrition is a, is a really critical factor, then this is, this is not the conversation for you. These three cues, they, you can apply them, but you do need to be a little bit more detailed, but this is really for the person who is just trying to get a better handle on their eating habits and trying to get out of a cycle of, um, just going in circles about their diet because they don't know what to eat. So the interesting thing about bodybuilding or any sort of competitive sport is if you don't have a good foundation going into it, like you haven't established these three cues, you are, you may have an unhealthy outcome after it's over. So now once the competition's over, you don't have a specific plan or purpose, what do you fall back on? And I fortunately, when I did my bodybuilding competition, it wasn't, I wasn't using it as a means to achieving a fitness goal, um, specifically because I didn't know how to do it. I already knew how to eat healthy and balanced. I just, I just really wanted to do a competition. And so once the competition was over, I could then resort back to what my purpose was. And my purpose, big picture wise, is to have good energy, to re- stay healthy, to avoid illness, to avoid injuries, um, to be able to keep up with my now five-year-old. And ultimately, I would like to stay strong and as strong as possible and, you know, going into my later years and just remain active. So big picture, I want to be as active as possible for as long as possible. That doesn't require um, bodybuilding competition prep type of diet. Um, But it does require that I pay attention to the quality of the food that I'm eating. So you really kind of have to assess what your purpose is in eating and big picture. If you know, your objectives are just to have good overall health, there's no reason that you need to be caught in the minutia. Now, if you want to have a conversation about on how to do those things and what all that that minutia entails, that's fine. But I would encourage you to make sure you have these three cues, um, like a handle on these before you get into any detailed programming or planning around eating. All right, the final cue is quantity. Now, it's not really specifically quantity in terms of like, you know, how many um, macro, you know, how many macros are you eating of protein, carbs, and fat? Or what size piece of chicken are you eating? You know, I'm not really encouraging you to get to that level of detail at this point. Just big picture, are you eating enough or are you eating too much? And are you eating a variety? Are you including food from all of the major nutrient groups just in general across your diet? Um, Whether that's protein sources, fruits, veggies, grains. Most people um, I find actually struggle with just basic understanding of what protein, carbohydrates, and fat are. And also having a, a negative connotation of like, oh, fat's bad or carbs are bad. Well, first of all, let's stop assigning values to that because these are all nutrients that are necessary for your diet. 
you really just need to make sure you're getting good quality. I bring you back to that first cue. What is the quality of the protein, the carbohydrates and fats? And even if we're not even thinking about protein, carbs and fats, if that's more detailed or more than you already understand, let's just think, are you eating a variety of foods in general? If all of your food is always the same color and it's always the same thing all the time, that's a great place to start. Your quantity or in other words, in this case, variety is very limited. So we should work on your variety. Um, So I I don't want people to initially get caught up with measuring and quantifying specific numbers, but just to think big picture, am I getting enough variety of food types? And am I providing myself with enough nutrition to sustain my needs, whether that be, you know, being really active um, or whether that's trying to heal and recover from injuries or illnesses, whatever that may be. So if you're struggling with understanding that, um, that's probably a good thing for you to focus on. Now I'm going to kind of throw things off a little bit and say quantity, although I want you to be more broad in terms of how you think about it, I do want to emphasize that Um, for women, especially as we age, we really need to focus on eating enough protein and I'm not going to tie a number to it. I'm not going to like give you a percentage. I don't want you thinking about it in those terms because as soon as we start tying numbers and complicating things, your head starts spinning. And that's where people go down this spiral, this death spiral of I'm not doing enough or I don't know what I'm doing. I just want you to think broadly, am I including some source of protein in every meal that I eat? whether you are a breakfast, lunch, and dinner kind of person, or you're like a two meal kind of day kind of person, you know, whatever that is, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want you to get caught up on whether or not you're eating enough meals or you should be a fasting period of time. That's a conversation for another podcast episode. But when you eat, are you including protein um, in each one of your foods and, you know, plant-based protein or non-plant-based protein? It can be either source, whatever you prefer, but I would encourage you to make sure that that protein source is good quality. All right, this is where I'm actually gonna put a little plug for uh, having a plant-predominant diet. Now, I do incorporate um, meat into my diet. I don't prefer it, mostly kind of a texture thing, but I do find it difficult for me to eat an adequate amount of protein um, if I'm excluding um, meat sources. Not that it's not possible, but just based on what my personal goals and needs are, but I am very intentional about including grains and legumes and fruits and vegetables. My, you know, my, I will cook mini meals during the week that are uh, plant forward and plant predominant. In fact, I'm probably in our household when I make meals, most of my meals are going to either have like seafood, fish or plant or, you know, be plant-based, almost entirely plant-based. I don't, I don't buy um, plant-based substitutes anymore. So I used to, when I was first transitioning into being more plant-based and incorporating more plants into my diet, especially early on in medical school, I ate all kinds of um, packaged foods. And really plant-based packaged foods is still packaged foods. It's still processed foods. So if you're going to eat plant-based, I would encourage you to eat whole food plant-based diet. You know, don't eat just because it says it's plant-based or it's organic, it's still packaged, that doesn't really make it that much better for you. So process is processed. So, okay, I'm off of that off that um, soapbox. If you are not already incorporating a lot of plant-based foods in your diet, then the quantity challenge for you might be to increase your 
your plant-based foods in your diet or add more plant-based um, items to your meals or maybe look for plant-based sources of protein. Um, so it's, again, not necessarily expecting you to tie a quantity or number just to do better, to add more. And that's, that's really it. Just kind of keep it really simple. All right, I've already covered the three cues. Now I want to leave you with two final points that are not related to those. If you want to lose weight, you should take the focus off of the weight. So if your all of your your focus around your food is based on your value or how well you're doing at losing weight, it's putting a very negative um like emotion to it. So you're you're automatically tying a lot of negative feelings around eating. And if you're inherently making your eating about losing weight and that's like your main purpose, then you're it's just not going to feel good, right? So ideally what I would like for you to do is just take the focus off of the weight. So if you can focus more on what is what are like some more positive long-term goals of eating, like feeling good and having more energy and fo- and pick some other measures of success. Um, so I had a patient who was, was telling me how she didn't really notice a, a big change in the scale, um, but she is able now to walk all the way from her, her living room to her mailbox and back into the house without having to stop to take a breath. Whereas before she would have to take several stops and she's realizing now that that is a much more valuable goal over her being obsessed with the number on the scale and absolutely 100% agree with that. Yes, losing weight is kind of what is like one clear objective measure, but there are other ways to measure your success and whether or not you're making progress. And I can almost guarantee you that if you can pick some other measure of success that's going to lead an improvement in the quality of your well-being, then you're actually going to most likely achieve that other goal of losing weight. So you really need to take the, the focus off of the weight. And then in addition to taking the focus off of the weight, you really should take the focus off of what you can't have. Um, when people are talking and, and confused about what they should be eating, it often goes to all of the the things I shouldn't be eating. I'm, I know I shouldn't have this. I know I shouldn't have that. Instead of predominantly focusing on the things that you can and should be putting in your body. So if you read, again, redirect the focus on something positive. Um, yes, I'm, <clears throat> I want to increase my intake of beans or I want to increase my intake of fresh produce or, you know, those are the things that you want to increase. And if you're focusing on adding more of the quality foods, then you're going to squeeze out some of those other things that aren't necessarily so great for you. So take the focus off of the stuff you shouldn't have or take the focus off of the things that you can't eat and focus more on the things that you want to increase in your diet or the things you want to increase um, in terms of your nutrition. All right. I said I was going to try to help you simplify um, stop overcomplicating um, eating and get off of this diet roller coaster. And I hope that I've done that for you. Um, after listening to this, you might say, well, I'm still confused, Dr. Angela. I hope that's not the case. Um, but if it is, um, let me just recap for you. I want you to first focus on the quality of the food. I then want you to focus on the query, what am what am I eating for? Why am I eating? And then finally, I want you to focus on quantity. Am I getting enough variety of nutrients in my, in my diet? Am I eating too much? Am I eating too little? And if you're not sure how to approach each one of those questions, I wouldn't discourage you from trying any specific diet plan. Um, 
because you, you, you need to understand those basics um, before you can um, embark on, you know, something much more complicated. And you may need or want to do something more complicated like a bodybuilding competition or something that requires measuring macronutrients. You might want to integrate um, fasting. Um, but before you do any of that stuff, I want you to start with the three cues. And after you've done that, I want you to take the focus off of the weight. And I want you to also take the focus off of the things that you can't eat and focus more on the things that you can. If you found this episode helpful, um, or if you want to hear more about what I have to say, I am going to be posting episodes weekly. I am also a lifestyle coach for women doctors who are interested in improving their health, wellness. Uh, I really have a major passion for weight training and improving fitness. So if that's something that applies to you, you want to get better at that. You want to be able to help your patients do better because you understand it inherently. Um, you can reach me at AngelaLifestyleMD at gmail.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at AngelaLifestyleMD. And you can follow me here. Subscribe and share. Thanks. This has been another episode of the Lifestyle MD. Special thank you to Lou Musa for the show theme music created with Brie Photography and makeup by Janae for the cover photo. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already, please subscribe today and share with another woman doctor who may benefit. You may also follow me on Instagram at Angela Lifestyle MD. I am Dr. Angela. Thank you for joining me today.